more you blame and harp on someone else changing and constantly improving, the more likely it is that you're going to be out. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Queer Connections, the queer dating channel where I give you all the tips, tools, and strategies that you can use right now to attract the relationship of your dreams. To make sure you don't miss a thing, like, subscribe, and of course, hit that bell. Today, we're going to talk about the top trends of 2024 that I see. Dating is always changing, or at least it should because we're humans and we're always growing and evolving. So I'm going to make some bold predictions and tell you about some shifts that I see that are coming. To start, 2024 is set to be the year of self with more people looking inwards at what they value and what they really want. Now, what I see in that is singles rejecting this constant drive for perfection, discarding outdated timelines, and really placing more value on emotional vulnerability, self-acceptance, and shared priorities. Now, let's jump into the trends. First up is gen blend romance. So this is generational blending. Last year, there was a shift in people being open to expanding their dating to people outside of their usual type. Well, to continue with this trend, I see a rise in people's age no longer being an issue for most people. And in a recent study, 59% of women says that they're open to dating someone younger than them. Now, this is not a sign to go out and date someone underage or to date a minor. People may not be considering the age gap, but there is such a thing as an appropriate dating. What I see is my older clients wanting to date someone younger because the folks in their age group are too set in their ways and they're not open to shifting their beliefs or lifestyle or growing in any capacity. I think for lesbians and queer women, this is something that we haven't explored before or been keen to, or maybe we just have, and it's just something that we haven't really talked about. I mean, when I was in college, so I was probably about 20, 21, I dated someone who was 38. She had a kid and all, everybody, right? So sorry, mom, if you're listening to that, I know that you didn't know. I actually don't know how many people actually know that, but she was great. It was a fling, so it didn't really last long, but... From what I remember, there weren't any like big issues and we seem to be able to get along just fine. What I can see happening and what you want to watch out for is the aspect of power dynamics that can arise in this cross-generational relationships. You really truly need open communication and mutual respect to ensure both partners feel equal and valued in the relationship. But I want to hear from you. Tell me, would you date someone significantly older or younger than you are? Drop your thoughts in the comments. Now let's talk about core value dating. Are you passionate about a political or social issue? Good. Are you actively participating in marches and protests and volunteering for your cause? Even better. Because if you are, then 25% of people think that makes you that much more attractive. What you can expect is singles to match with you and ask about your passion, your politics, and your activism. People want to know that you have empathy and that you care about the world that we live in and how people in the world are suffering. And they want to know if you are actually going to stand against it. 
Relationship expert Dr. Caroline West says this comes down to emotional intimacy and authenticity. People want to know if you are actually caring about other people and caring about things beyond yourself. And in the queer community, I don't think this is a new thing because we have fought for visibility and rights and acceptance. We're just taking that fight into our dating lives and looking for partners who aren't just allies, but they're active participants in our journey for equality, for justice, for freedom. And we want partners who are working towards building a better world. Now, it used to be taboo to talk about these things. So here are some tips for effectively navigating this core value dating. Tip number one, be open about your passions. Don't shy away from expressing your involvement in social causes. It actually attracts like-minded individual and it sets the tone for a relationship built on shared values. Tip number two, engage in community events, rallies, and groups that line up with your passions and be open to meet romantic partners there. Tip number three, go beyond the surface level. When you're talking to someone on a date, dive deeper into why certain causes matter to you and ask them the same questions. And then tip number four, respect different levels of involvement. Remember, everyone's level of activism and involvement can vary. You want to be clear about your involvement, but it's not always about doing the exact same thing. It's about finding a balance and respecting each other's contributions to the cause. Now, trend number three is betterment burnout. Basically, in 2024, people are saying no more to this endless chase of perfection, and they're embracing and loving their beautifully imperfect selves. 55% of singles are drained from constantly trying to be perfect, and 20% of those people actually feel unworthy of a partner because they're not perfect and because they're not healed and because they've actually been dumped for not doing the work. People are trying, but they're tired of being perfect and they're just embracing their flaws probably for the first time in their life, which is which is part of healing. Now, I'm not saying don't grow and don't heal and don't evolve. And I'm definitely not saying go out and chase those people that want to remain victims of their environment, right? And remain victims of their circumstances. But we have to be real for a second. Most of you don't even know what you're looking for when you're talking about wanting someone that's doing the work. And I know because I've surveyed people in groups and I've asked this and I've asked people on social media and very few people can give me a direct answer. And honestly, walking when you walk away from someone, a lot of times it's because they didn't do something that you wanted them to do or they did something that you didn't like. But that's not them not aligning with you. That's not them not being healed. And walking away from someone because they did something that you don't like, it's not the strength that you think it is. It's you actually trying to change them into who you want them to be. And people are not about that in this new year. We got to look at two hard truths right now. The first one is 
there's this push to find a secure partner and there is a slim to 0% chance that you will find a secure partner because secure people have already found themselves and they're in relationships and they're happy. And if you were to find a secure person, you'd probably think they're boring or not your type because 50% of adults in the world have some type of insecure attachment, which means your relationship and getting to know someone will take work, not abusive, gaslighting, manipulation type of work, but working through financial issues, learning each other after the honeymoon stage, communication, dividing up chores, that kind of work. The second hard truth is everyone that comes into your life is there to teach you something. And if you do not learn the lesson, it'll get louder and louder and it will come in the form of who you're attracting. So if you are blaming the other person constantly and not looking within, nothing will change. Because remember, you hear this on TikTok a lot, they're not your type, they're your pattern. Overall, the more you blame and harp on someone else changing and constantly improving, the more likely it is that you're going to be alone. Now let's talk about sex. No, but the next trend is about intuitive intimacy. It's all about emotional depth. Sex is great and orgasms are great, but it's emotional intimacy that really sustains a relationship. So you want to think about how do you communicate? How do you work together as a team? How do you solve issues that come up? Um, how do you fix things if, if they go wrong? Um, if you hurt your partner, how do you apologize? Do you apologize? These are the things that people are yearning for because this is like at soul connections, right? So emotional intimacy can provide a strong foundation for a relationship because it fosters resilience against external pressures and enhancing the overall well-being of both partners. But if you don't know what your partner needs or what they want, you have to ask. And it's okay to ask those things about intimacy on a date. You want to get present to the types of intimacy, start exploring with yourself so you know what works and doesn't work for you. So when you meet someone, you can share those things with them, right? And you know what to ask them because you've explored them yourself. You want to just have that knowledge of intimacy so you can go to other things besides sex to connect. The next trend is open-hearted masculinity. When I first read about this, it was pertaining to heterosexual men, but I saw this post that um, femmes are dating femmes because studs act like toxic men. And given this unspoken expectation or conditioning to adhere to traditional stoic forms of masculinity in the queer community and in queer relationships, I felt like this topic was something that I wanted to touch on. I believe the embrace of this open-hearted masculinity can be liberating because it it challenges the rigid norms of traditional gender roles and it allows for a more fluid, genuine expression of self. So for a masculine presenting women, embracing this vulnerability can be a journey of self-discovery and empowerment because we can get caught up in these gender roles and in the patriarchy in our relationships. And femmes, you're not off the hook because you have a part in this too because you'll actually put masculine women in these roles even when we don't ask. 
And I know, right, again, I have seen countless posts in Facebook groups with masculine presenting women having to remind femmes that we're women too and we don't want to be treated like a man and that's not how that works for everybody. So we have an opportunity to really embrace the masculine and feminine energies because we all have it and break the mold and redefine what it means to be strong, what it means to be soft and to say, hey, this is who I am on an individual level, and it goes way beyond these labels and these conditions. It's an invitation to show what fully and pave the way for more honest, supportive, and emotionally connected partnerships. And the last trend is consider dates. Slow dating is the new speed dating, (laughs) y'all. So slow dating requires depth, intentionality, and mindfulness and forming romantic connections. 31% of singles are actively slow dating and being considerate about how much they are dating to ensure quality over quantity and also to protect their mental health because dating can get draining. So you hauling, turn off. Treating the date like a checklist, turn off. It's about taking the time to really get to know someone, understand their values, their aspirations, the little quirks that they do, and going beyond just what you read in their profile or seeing their profile pic and a brief text. This is a more organic development of relationships. Again, emotional intimacy is high and people are looking for genuine compatibility and that takes precedence over physical attraction, sex, or the convenience of being in the same city. People would rather be alone. And if you don't believe that, you gotta trust me because the quarantine helped us get really good at being alone. So if someone wants to take it slow, you have to respect that or find someone else. There you have it. The future of dating in 2024, bold, unique, and definitely not what your grandparents probably expected. But I want you to tell me which trend resonates with you the most. Are you skeptical about any of them? And what predictions do you have? Share your thoughts, your stories, and opinions in the comments. And remember, love is an ever-evolving adventure. Stay open, stay curious, and remember to trust love one more time and always one more time. Love you all. Peace.